Morning. Good morning. Morning. We are now doing episode 42. Yep. And today we're talking about... Uh, imposter syndrome. Impo- what did you call it? Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. <laughs> okay, so this is, I think, something that a lot of us have felt at some point, right? Yeah. So, so what is imposter syndrome, first uh, of all? Well, the actual definition of it according to Wikipedia, um, is a pattern of doubting your skills or your talents um, and this like constant sense that you're going to be found out that you're a fraud in some way um, because you you feel that you don't live up to kind of what you've put out there, you know, what you say you can do, whether, and that can be in a job or or self-employed or business or whatever, you you know, whatever role you've kind of cut out for yourself, you feel in some way that you don't measure up and that you're going to get found out at some point. And that's a really important point, right? Because the <coughs> stuff that we've been talking about over the last few episodes has been about what? It's been about virality, mm-hmm. like creating content, mm-hmm. doing sales, yeah. um, all of that stuff. And then, um, and then yesterday was about uh, <laughs> I can't Christmas. It was so long ago. <laughs> it was about the Christmas. Yeah, Christmas crazes. Christmas crazes and all this kind of stuff. But fundamentally, one thing that all of the things that are in common across all of those things was. Um, the fact that it seems like they were never worried mm. about any criticism or anything like that. They went and boldly moved forward above and beyond anything else, mm-hmm. you know, any criticism, mm-hmm. anything like that. And it seems obvious, but that's obviously not the case. No, and it's, um, I mean, that taps into some of the ones we've done on fear as well and being being brave because it's not necessarily that you don't feel it. Well, it's not that you don't feel it. Some of the biggest people in the world suffer from imposter syndrome, even in fact, Michelle Obama. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, she's, she's been quoted saying it never really goes away. It's always there a little bit. You just have to learn to manage it and learn to go go ahead regardless kind of thing. Yeah, and I suppose the, the self-doubt piece is... I mean, we're probably going to reflect back on this episode in hundreds of episodes' time <laughs> because when we start getting some criticism from people, yeah, it's yeah. going to be like... Because we're not immune to that no, at all, God, no. right? And if anything, I suffer with it quite badly. Yeah, and it, so why do you think we do suffer with it? And why do you, what's the point of an imposter syndrome? Um, it's, there's different kind of theories on it. Um, some are just the messages you've had as a child, right. um, either from parents or from teachers. Yeah. Um, you know, teachers saying, you know, you'll never amount to anything, that, that kind of stuff. Did um, you hear that? No. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, I was just trying to think then. No, I didn't. I, I had... The usual kind of pleasantries, like she's very chatty, or, or, or you know, she's very um, what was it? I can't remember some of the. Mine was always Lee's, always easily distracted. Yeah, th- those kind of things, which they translate to like disruption and lazy ass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's what they really He's been mean. a little bugger. He needs to just get his work done. Yeah, yeah. So um, what was the one that the teacher said about Belle when she was very small? They had her write some signs. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, Oh, what was it? It was something like she had. To, she wrote. It, it was three things, wasn't it? That they made her pick three words. Their yeah. characters. No, she didn't pick it. They. they no, they picked three it. words to describe. But her. it was. It was it assertive. I don't. I think, think it, it was. Yeah, I think it was something along the lines. She was very assertive or something, and she's like two or three years old or something at the time. I don't think it was. It, but basically, it translated to bossy little madam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, just, yeah. we saw straight through it. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, yeah, we know what that all means. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was them politely saying that she had them wrapped around her finger and no, she wouldn't budge <laughs> yeah. on anything. Yeah, that was quite funny. Um, yeah, and and the, and the other thing is just your character. You know, some, some people are 
more disposed to um, self-doubt, anxiety, those kind of issues. Well, it all taps into that fear thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we did a previous episode um, about overcoming fear and, and just doing stuff anyway. And this ties in really nicely to the fact that we're doing this episode and we've done the YouTube stuff and all this kind of stuff, or we're doing the YouTube stuff. Because like you absolutely every day you step up mm-hmm. like we step up it's like oh should we be talking about, like there's yeah, definitely yeah. a feeling yeah. that comes with it right it's absolutely. um i mean I, the way i kind of overcome it personally is i always imagine who we're talking to like right. who like it, and in business it's like well what would who am i aiming this message to or whatever like it is like when they say about staged performers like pretending the audience is naked yeah no no <laughs> No, but I think of it in terms of because we've all had situations, right, where you've um, you know a subject more than somebody else, and they they will ask you about that subject or whatever it is, and you will share that information, mm-hmm. right? Or someone will ask you to do something because they haven't either got the time or the energy or whatever to do it themselves. Well, what's so, really interesting is there's there's a theory. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. You know how or they will have these names in front of them. I oh, can't remember the, the name of it. I will find out and put it on the website. But actually, people that know less about something, right. the people that know not very much at all, right. are really confident and expert and come across like experts and know imposter syndrome at all right. because they only have a very small amount of knowledge. Right. Whereas the people that know lots of stuff, like you could have someone that's been studying something for like 15 years, okay. they're actually more insecure because they really know the subject so they know all the things they don't know if that makes sense yeah, okay. um so it, it's, it's this kind of paradoxical nature that actually the more qualified you are and the more the more um in depth you are in your field the more right. likely you are to suffer with imposter syndrome oh wow yeah. yeah well imposter syndrome is definitely something we found in business and mm. not just for ourselves but for many of our friends in business and people that we've met in business who are there's suddenly put in this position where they're deemed to be the expert or they're they're suddenly a boss mm-hmm. uh, they've never been a boss before yeah. and now they have staff and the staff are looking to them for bits and pieces or their customers obviously are looking to them to deliver on certain things and especially in a competitive environment mm-hmm. um, it's very easy to look or to watch competitors and buy into their branding and their marketing and think yeah. I'm not I'm not as good as or I'm not yeah. as or I shouldn't be doing and it's like well Every, they have the same feelings. Well, know. and it's easy to forget that everyone started somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I get kind of um, had a, it's, it's not like the green eyed monster. It's it's more. I think it is more imposter syndrome. But when I look at others and think, oh, their stuff's so good, my stuff's yeah, yeah. not as good as that. But you know, they've been doing it for like 15, 20 years or something. Yeah. And it, like we were talking about Marie Folio with her. Um, her YouTube channel and her her episodes that she does weekly. She's been doing that for ten years. And yeah. her first episodes were literally just her and a camera in her kitchen. Yeah. You know, so you. You've Whereas ours is our, ca- our camera in our lounge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you, yeah, you've got to realise that they all start somewhere. Um, right. And as we really advocate on this podcast, it's about the journey and not just the finishing point. And yes. And I, that's a really important message for me because I think way too many um, gurus and. Um, you know, experts and all these kind of high profile like thought leaders, whatever you want to call them, business right. mastery people, um, they they kind of tout this message of 
the 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 success you know the seven figures the eight figures and because yeah. I've doubted ourselves sometimes it was, um you know I've been like oh you know who are we kind of to talk about this um and and Smiley Booth is oh it was only a six figure business and oh, there's yeah. only seven figure and eight figure gurus yeah, yeah. and stuff and 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 you but I I'm very much about trying to get people to enjoy where they are yeah enjoy the journey realize that having the six seven eight figures isn't everything um yeah. and um and that you know you'll grow and develop and have an adventure along the way <laughs> yeah you absolutely have to figure out a way of enjoying the process yeah and like, and balancing it with family and yeah you know, yeah because that's what makes you goal, yeah that's what makes you come like step up each day yeah. is is and you you kind of have to also have like the right feedback loops in terms yeah. of it's, you don't want everybody's opinion. No. So you, you definitely should be in a situation where you have like I have really good friends in, in business um who who I thoroughly respect their opinion and and their background and everything else. But there's zero chance I'm gonna to go to them and ask them for their opinion about us doing this exercise, for example, yeah. the podcast. Yeah. You know, because the only the only thing that they can tell me about this experience of doing this over the next I mean what we are we're on episode 42 now mm -hmm. the only experience they've got is just what they've seen and heard they've not done mm -hmm. and or if they've or if they've done some kind of content creation they've kind of dipped their toe in the water they've not mm -hmm. necessarily done it for a long period of time and no. then measured the result yeah. right so but I, they would definitely have an opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like if I went to them and said, "What do you think of us doing this?" Yeah. I know that they'd be, they'd either they'd be either critical or they'd be supportive. One of the two, probably critical, <laughs> I would say. But but it's like, why do I need to hear it? Yeah, you know, it's well, it's about focusing on on where you are and and being being happy where you are. Like knowing that you're you're um, striving for more, striving for better, because we should always be aiming to develop ourselves and grow and if, as we said the other day if you're not climbing you're sliding yeah um, but being happy and, and kind of fulfilled um where you are is is the key really to all of it because yeah. then you don't have this constant kind of comparison and this constant like when i get there i'll be and because that causes so much unhappiness one you you kind of think like when you're in the journey or when you're you're even at the beginning you know it, it feels really unobtainable yeah. and um and sometimes it can be an excuse just to give up and how many yeah. people do that they get so close oh, and then yeah. they just give up but then also the opposite like you can you can get to that goal and and, and not be happy like oh yeah. i've put all this years and effort killing myself yeah. for something that isn't actually that worth it and then you can still look at someone else and go oh they did it better there'll always yeah. be those well i think the part of the problem is we're, we're often taught <clears throat> that it, it everything has to be about a monetary goal yeah even that sounds like a ridiculous statement in that it's business and of course it's about money but yeah. business the, the the money aspect of business should just be the the byproduct definitely you should have a strategy because otherwise if it's not making profits then fundamentally you're probably making losses mm -hmm. and and you shouldn't be in business so absolutely you should steer the ship but you should do it in a way that is it's about the love of the work that you're doing and, and putting you forward each like well, that analogy, sorry just to say yeah. that analogy you just or that statement you just made about how many like people get so close and yeah. then they quit i think one of the reasons why they do that is they had this fixed idea as to i should get a financial reward for this so yeah. 
say, and I keep referencing this podcast, but that's because we're on it and it seems like an obvious one to do. There's a lot of people that start the idea of doing podcasting or YouTubing or, or doing a lot of social media activity that might be talking about a particular subject that they love doing mm. or creating a, a social media group where they mm. get thousands of people to that group about a topic that they love and because they didn't receive a monetary reward yeah. by a given date, they go, oh, yeah, I'm not going to bother with that. And it's just... Well, not nuts, even just right? money, it's, it's egocentric. And that's right. what I- I- imposter syndrome has a lot to do with. Um, it's, you know, it, on Instagram, how many likes and followers <clears throat> and, um, you know, comments and stuff have I got? Mm. But have you actually looked at how many customers that gives you? Or... Mm. Um, or take it another step further, how many people have you helped? Yeah. N- even without the money, nothing to do with the money. How many people have you served? Oh, not even how many, that's wrong as well. Sorry, what have you done to serve somebody? Yes. What yeah. impact have you made on somebody's life? And that, and that could be the tiniest thing from, I don't know, giving somebody a compliment in the morning yeah. to, to helping them with some turn around their business or whatever it is, or bring somebody out of depression if you're, you know, some kind of mindful life coach or something yeah. like that, or you're... You've trained. Um, you've got somebody to lose weight if you do, uh-huh. or or they've, um, you know, recovered from an injury through your help. It doesn't have to be a, a monetary thing at all. It's how have you impacted people? And if you can, if you can look at it from that point of view, the the real kind of value of what you do. Yeah. Then you're, you there's no need for an imposter syndrome because that's really unique to you and your relationship with that other person. Yeah. And it can be product as well. You know, how is your product? done something for somebody, changed somebody's life, made them happy, whatever it is. Yeah, and that's that going back to that feedback loop thing. Yeah. Right. It's it's the you need to be able to demonstrate that that you need to have some measure of what value you're creating. Mm-hmm. Like whether that be responses that you're getting for it could be direct responses that you're getting from the individuals that you're trying to target. It could be from your peers who have already walked that journey, who are just sat there going just be patient. Just keep stepping yeah. up. Keep going. Your your expectation on result is just too soon. You yeah. will get it, but it's just too soon. And or it might be it might be more analytical. It could be um, okay. Well, you're every every day you get X number of people that are actually downloading your stuff or yeah. turning up to view your stuff. It could be it could be any number of things. But having some like choosing your feedback loops and then and really carefully and then and then just relying on them and then tuning out of all the other stuff is really important like on especially because we've been talking a lot about social media and stuff like that recently the uh it's very dangerous to use if you're putting yourself out there in business with a particular message and then to start getting engaged with all the comments all the like all the other stuff because you can't guarantee that the quality of that feedback looks any good. So that imposter syndrome just gets, like, if you've got any fear about, oh, I shouldn't be doing this, yeah. and then you get some idiot go, you shouldn't be doing this yeah, yeah, yeah. in a far more blunt manner. Yeah. Um, that's going to make you recall, and the likelihood of you stepping up tomorrow and doing the same again is just, yeah, well, if you're far just, harder. If you're just putting your value on other people's opinion of, yourself, of you or your product mm. or service, it's, that, that's different. It's different to the actual opinion of somebody that has used your service or worked with you or used your product that that's a different kind of feedback loop to as you say just the content that's out there yeah because if you're branding yourself for example as a as an influencer you know like a personality brand you're basically just putting yourself up there inviting the world to judge you 
And yeah, because they they're judging you. your personality. Yeah, well, yeah, not, that's what not even that, because they don't know you. They just know this like con- construct of you. Yeah. This, um, and and that's, that's that's so dangerous if you're putting your value in in these false perceptions um, and well, other people projecting, as you've said before, they're projecting their own insecurities and their own um, uh, imposter syndrome onto you as well. Well, and also if you've created an idea, like create, there's a lot of people on social media that create a persona for themselves and they work really, really hard to create this kind of, uh, like they look a certain way or they behave in a certain way and it's very specific to that like social media mm-hmm. channel. I mean, TikTok's a great example of that. Mm. The amount of, it's like all dancing in there, but everyone's made up a lot of the time mm. and they're all, whatever it is. So um, the problem the problem is twofold on uh, when, you, when you do that kind of activity. It's, the first is you're, you've spent a lot of time and energy and thought in trying to create whatever that image or that post or whatever it is, right? Mm. So a lot of, uh, of, your thinking time and feelings have gone into that thing, right? So when you get a criticism about it, that hurts because someone's just dismissed you out of hand when you've probably, you might've just spent the last two hours building up to putting that thing up. So then you get that and then you get, then it hurts doubly because then you feel like it's a criticism about who you are. So especially if your whole like online persona is all about how you look. I mean, I can't think of a more dangerous yeah. thing to get, get involved in and trying to, the personality thing and all this well, kind of and stuff. And it's so I think difficult really... to take what people are saying um, f- from trying to see it from their point of view. Cause, yeah. So, for example, with Say It, um, Say It is our, for anybody that's listening to the podcast first time, Say It is um, a new business to us. Um, it's only really been running the last couple of months before that it was all kind of like um, research and development and it's a service that gives uh, videos as gifts to people so gifts as in presents rather than gifts as in the the digital file Um, but so that you can create a group greeting for people and and send it as a a gift and we also have um, a business service with testimonials and then our newest service is care homes where we're helping families to send videos in cards to elderly relatives that they can't see and I had um I reached out to a care home on Friday because I've, I've been kind mm. of cold calling um and it was a, a lady that had been on the radio um talking exactly about sending videos to her her residents from family and how her phone was overloaded with them so she was in my mind the perfect customer yeah and I spent a little while crafting this email to send to her and initially, she dismissed it completely out of hand. She she wasn't interested, so I went back. Well, no, it was worse than that. She just right. So because this is a that's a great well, story. Well, highlighted around, a yeah, competitor, competitor yeah, right? Yeah. So this is a great example of imposter syndrome, yeah. right? Where not only do you get somebody that chose to dismiss your sales attempt, that so I thought shut you was down. literally the perfect cookie yeah. cutter customer. For, yeah. For the so service. they blew you out. Yeah. So which which stings anyway because yeah. you you spent time researching that person. Yeah. How, like crafting the, the message so that it was pertinent to them yeah. and all this kind of stuff. It and then like, you immediately doubt, have I got this wrong? Am, am I barking up the wrong tree? You know, is this not the right Well, she the... she basically went, yeah, no, no. Not really not interested in anything like that. And, and then these guys. Yeah, and surely it's just like this. And so that's a double whammy because it's just like rejection. Yeah. And then these guys... Like you, she didn't say this, but you, you can't help but come away and go feel that oh they get they do better yeah because that's the imposter syndrome creeping in yeah. right and it's and it we both after that got that message 
like you were negged out. Yeah. You were like, oh, I just feel like I've been slapped in the face. Yeah. And and I was trying to kind of go, it's fine, and like dismiss it, and it's like just move on, just get. It. But I felt the same. I was like, yeah. Oh, that does feel like a slap in the face. <laughs> and I went off and did something, came back. Well, this and... is it. So because I I can be little bit defensive sometimes so <laughs> I, uh, I was out not having that <laughs> so I kind of I went back and just described the service more which I thought I'd done a very good job in the first email but clearly I hadn't because she, yeah. she very much missed a key part of what we did and I explained that and she said oh okay let's let's speak over the weekend and long story short we spoke and and even though through most of the call she, the service still wasn't quite right for her because yeah. she had other things set up she kept saying, I love what you're doing. I think this is brilliant. You're doing such a good job with this. Yeah. And she, so so even though she, um, she did actually end up becoming my customer, but even though she, it wasn't looking like she was the right fit, yeah. she still really liked what we were doing. Yeah. So it, that first email wasn't just an offhand, blah, 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 like we yeah. took it. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't quite the right fit for her and, and, and she was busy and maybe the refer, the rec- the reference to the competitor was her trying to help for all we know. Well, that goes back to my point on feedback loops. Yeah. They'd say, we could have taken her first e- email response yeah. as the most appropriate feedback loop about the quality of the service we are and, and what we're trying to deliver to that sector, yeah. right? But we weren't, weren't prepared to do that. No. So you're like, I'm not standing by that, that piece of feedback. Yeah. Like, there's something's being missed. So you then went back again and then you got a proper feedback yeah. via a phone call. Yeah. And that's the problem with, one, we all have this concern and fear when we go, when we put ourselves out there. Nobody's immune to that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why celebrities end up on drugs and yeah, all this yeah, kind of absolutely. stuff. It's because 100%. they have a massive amount of imposter yeah. syndrome and they've got to self-medicate effectively to get over it and yeah, keep yeah. putting themselves out because they get a lot of hate, a lot of whatever yeah. else. So, but you have to manage that, that written text the same thing text is a really challenging medium to get feedback through mm-hmm. it's not there's no um what's the term i'm looking for um nuance right, w- yes. with written text yes. and especially on social media and stuff like yeah. that where it's a it's a one-liner because you can you can infer so much by one line mm-hmm. that could be the direct opposite of what they're trying to say well, and asking for that feedback because i've actually just off the top of my head, or three more examples in the last couple of weeks with with say it because right. because it's a new business to us. You know, we are asking for this feedback, and it's led to the product becoming a, a lot more rounded. Yeah. Um. But that you know that journalist that I kept approaching, who was he? This this journalist kept um putting um. Re- Jenna requests out on Twitter. Oh yeah, for, for a certain story. And you responded straight and away. And we ticked you? all the boxes for, the, yeah. for what he was looking for for this story. And so I responded, and he said, "Oh, I'll think about it." And literally, that was it. I'll think about it. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I saw him a couple of weeks later post again, for looking for the stuff. same things. And I was like, "We fit this. What's so you know complete like yeah. like a glove? And um, why is he is he not getting it?" So the second time I pitched again. I didn't get any response, but my PR lady had also nudged him and he'd responded to her and said no, and she told me. <laughs> and once again, my kind of defences came in and I was like, no, no, no. So um, I, but I just wrote to him and said, look, I, I, um, you know, we're very new to the kind of the world of PR and trying to get into the press. This yeah. is a new product. I'd really appreciate your feedback. Have, have we done anything wrong in the way we've pitched to you? Because yeah. pitching to the press, um, especially in the UK, is, is a whole 
thing in itself, like the way you have to do things. So I was like, you know, have we done? We should do an wrong? episode on. Yes, this. we have got. Well, well yeah, we are Amanda having Amanda. Coming on but she was actually supposed to come on a couple of days ago, but we've rearranged to later uh, to in the new year. Um, but yes, so so there's a whole way you're supposed to do things. So I was like, you know, have, have I done something wrong? Yeah. And and he came straight back and he was like, no, you've not just done it. You've not done anything wrong. It's just I've got these people waiting in the wings that I think are slightly more appropriate for this story. But I'll keep yeah. you in mind for something else. Yeah. And again, it was really nice and. Yeah. And gave me that feedback. Um, there was the other one where I thought, uh, again, we were dismissed out of hand and you told me to ring him. Yes. And you were yeah. actually sitting there going, call him, call him, call him. Call yeah, him, yeah, call yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah, it was. Because he was just like, he, you'd done this whole pitch to him on email and he was just like, no, we're not doing that. And we both, again, it, like we're not immune to it, guys. If you're out there starting business or in business and it's scary, yeah. like it's like, you getting rejected, um, that you, your most obvious thought most of the time is, am I doing something wrong? Yes. Am I barking up the wrong tree here? Is it Because it's very unlikely that you've got a lot of people around you like cheering you on all yeah. the time, right? So when you get a rejection, it hurts, right? So not to sound like a wimp about it, but you what do, you do feel it, right? So this person was just like, no, no, don't, don't need this. And... We both go. It doesn't make sense. They don't need this, or they're, and and that's what I was. No, doing I think to you, you said something it? like we've got a different solution or something. Well, again, so you had rejection and, then, and imposter syndrome yeah. kicking in because it was like, oh no, there's somebody else doing this, and I've chosen them over you. Yeah. So, and my what? reaction was like, he doesn't even know what we do, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, ring him, yeah. ring him up, and you were like, no, no, I don't want to ring him. No. <laughs> and I just kept saying, you know, I was like, ring him, ring him, ring him, ring him, ring him. <laughs> And he was driving you nuts. He was nuts. literally like, dial the number, dial the number, dial the number. So I dialed the number and then he's like, put the phone to your ear, put the phone to your ear. Yeah, and she was ignoring me. And But as she was ignoring me, going, no, 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 no. Her hand was moving. And it was like, and I could see that you were just, you're like, no, 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 no. And then you started dialing. And, and then even as you dialed it, you were like, I'm not calling him. And I was like, dial, dial, dial. Like, cool, cool, put it to your ear, put it to your ear. But anyway, the short and tall of it is, he wasn't expecting to get your call. No. Right? So he thought he'd park this whole thing. Yeah. Like, responded to you, moved on with his day. And then yeah. suddenly he, got, he, get, he answers it. He's like, who's this? Answers the phone. And it's, hi, it's Kate here. You've just sent me an email saying no, <laughs> yeah. basically. I just want to check what you understand about what we're doing. And who is this person or this company that you're using instead of us? Yeah. And, that, and he was like... That actually sounds quite aggressive. I was very nice. <laughs> yeah, she's very nice. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. So... But the point is that he 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 was he was not dismissive of you when you when you no, made that call. No. Yeah, and he was like, "Look, I completely understand," and he is actually now going to use us. Mm -hmm. But um, he was just like, "I'm just testing these guys, and I've just rolled it out." But I definitely want you guys in from this day onwards. Well, and he really um, he liked it. He just the only reason he didn't want to use us kind of straight away was he didn't want to overwhelm his staff with two different systems yeah that, that's all it was we he wanted to he'd already kind of gone down the road with this other one and didn't want to back up and then go down another road yeah because it, it, it would have just confused his staff that was the only reason and so, so you've got to kind of count imposter syndrome a little bit like a um it's it's like an, a little alarm bell going in, off in your mind yes but it's it's kind of it's saying right okay you need to get stronger you need to keep pushing if you feel that imposter syndrome you actually need to do the direct opposite of what you're well, feeling, a, yeah, right? Yeah, I think it's also about having having faith as well. And like with Say It, um, it 
uh, if I'm quite honest, I expected it to be further along than it is at this point. Yeah. Um, and um, especially with Christmas and the lockdowns and everything, I, I thought that it would be further along. But it's a brand new product and there's loads of noise out there. Um, well, and we're in, we're doing this podcast in December of 2020, yeah. so it's mayhem out there in the world exactly. normally. And yeah, it's, and it's hard. But what's kind of kept me going and knowing that I have got or we, sorry, we have got a good product um, and a good service is, as you say, the feedback loops because yeah. those people that we have um, had as customers, and it, it's not hundreds by any means, it's, it's only we've only had a few kind of genuine customers at the moment that weren't testers or whatever, but they yeah. have absolutely loved it and they've yeah. sent testimonials and, you know, they've had tears of joy or whatever yeah, from yeah. their family and it, it has really meant the world to them and, and that's what's important and yeah. that's when you kind of know you're onto something. Well, and that's why you've got to be, you've got to be so tunnel visioned in terms of who you're listening to. Like that, if it's, because everybody, what's that, what's that saying about everyone's got an opinion? I can't remember what it is, but, <laughs> but anyway, whatever it is, every, but everyone has one, right? So, oh, opinions are a bit like, I can't really swear, buttholes, everyone's got one. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, so, but... Is so, that because our podcast has clean lyrics on it? I, I don't know, day. yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> is that what it says, clean yeah. lyrics? But, um, yeah, so you, you, you don't want to, because the opinions that you'll get from people... Um, sometimes, well, in most cases, are not well thought out. No. Most people, when you ask for their feedback on something, they're involved in a million other things, and you're basically betting on the mood they're in when they give you that opinion, mm -hmm. right? And what kind of things are going on in their day. So you can ask their opinion on something, and you can get something that's completely irrelevant, very negative, and reinforces every imposter feeling that you yeah. have, right? And it is difficult because you, there is kind of a fine line between believing in something and having faith and keeping going. I mean, people like the Harry Potter author, for, for yeah. she got refused. Yeah, okay, so for those that don't know, you say the story of how she started, because she was Well, I don't know, I, I don't she know like the numbers. she like a single mum Oh, yeah, something. yeah, yeah, she was living in a, uh, there's a documentary, actually, I watched a while ago, but uh, she was she was very, very broke, um, and everyone just kept refusing it. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know the numbers in terms of how many people she went through, but I know it was a lot. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, now it's like probably the most successful book or book um, series, yeah. sequels of, of all time. But um, so, it, but there is a thin line between keeping going and thinking, I'm, I'm doing something wrong here, you know, yeah. I've obviously got this wrong. And you don't want to kind of plough your life and, and money into something that's not going to work. So it, it is really hard to kind of judge that, but you, you do have to have... Um, faith in yourself, I think, more than anything else. So faith in your own judgment and your in yourself. Yeah, and and yeah, your ability to evolve and learn and grow. Yeah. Right. It's like we've said on other episodes. You don't when you start anything, you don't know everything when you begin. Like, that's why people hire consultants and management teams yeah. and all this kind of stuff, because fundamentally, as founders of companies, the chances are. In that particular niche, you've not done it before. So you have no idea what um, iterations of the service or product it's going to end up being that actually makes you a ton of money down the road or what marketing channels actually really deliver or what sales process really delivers. You just have to have an acceptance that you're going to commit to doing the work every day and that you'll measure, you'll, you'll be um, responsible around your feedback loops so that yeah. you, you can see what the hell's going on 
you'll give it the appropriate amount of time. So, because so many people in in business and, and life in general quit way too early, yeah. way too early. In health, you see it all the time. They yeah, go, yeah. They go, oh, I'm going to do this diet or I'm going to do this exercise plan and everything else. And then sure enough, two weeks later, oh, I'm done that now. Or I've just got, you know, I've just got bad genes, so... Yeah, I, I put on weight really easily. So, uh, and that even if that may be the case, that just means you have to work slightly harder than the next. Yeah, person. you just it doesn't. Does yeah. it mean it's not possible? No, you just have to learn, right? Yeah. You have to commit to the learning of it, and <laughs> but that also comes to the uh, seeking out the enjoyment of what you're doing. So yeah. find uh, the the three <laughs> things that we're involved in on a daily basis in terms of the podcast, Smiley Booth, Photo Booth Hire, and the Say It video. We genuinely love being involved in those businesses. And that's not to say that they're not hard and they're not and it, not at times painful, right? They're, well, especially this year with Smiley Booth. Yeah. Is a, who would ever have thought there would be a year where there were just no events in the world? <laughs> exactly. But we love the value that those those yeah. all of those things create. We love the value that the podcast has created. The, like the, the small amount of small audience that we've got right now and the small amount of feedback we've had from people yeah. has been from people that we haven't seen or heard of for years has been wonderful to get and that's and when you see the each day it's like okay there's some people listening and there's some people watching it's like it makes you think i've got to show up tomorrow i've got to do this again and i think it's important to understand that imposter syndrome manifests itself in so many different ways like some people listening to this will think oh well you know i'm not one of these big people so i've not got imposter syndrome mm-hmm. because I've, I've not made it to a certain level where i feel a fraud or whatever but it can come out in in the tiniest of things and um there's a, a, a woman called dr valerie young who um has written a book on imposter syndrome right. it's got a ridiculously long title so i'll put the title on the on the website but she identifies five types of um of of imposter syndrome as right. in how it manifests in people and so you've got your perfectionists right. that won't won't release anything won't do anything mm-hmm. until it's you know 100 percent perfect because they, they can't possibly put it up out into the world without it being being perfect right um you have your superheroes so your super superman superwoman um that have to be good at everything so right. they, they they've got a good business but they also have to be the perfect wife or the perfect husband right. and they have to be a great dad or a great mom and yeah. they, ha- they have to be a good neighbour, a good brother, a good sister. They have to be good at everything and if they're yeah. failing on any level of those, then then that really affects them. So that's, that's interesting because um, both you and I know somebody that fits that really well mm-hmm. and um, and I, I'm not going to suggest who they are, but they are they are that superhero. They are... Yeah. But, when you were from the outside, they look like they're absolutely nailing everything yeah. in their business life, in their home life, financially, and everything else. But when you actually sit down with them mm-hmm. and have a genuine like conversation, they're exhausted and mm-hmm. unhappy and run mm-hmm. ragged and like feel like they're on this treadmill where yeah. it's just going way too fast all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, not enjoying the journey. It's yeah. all about the outside How it, definition of success. Yeah, yeah. It's this. I suppose it's tied to other people's view of you, isn't it? Yeah. Their opinion of you. Well, yeah. I'd really like to see there kind of being a, a, a redefining of success, and that mm. the success should be what it means to you and and, and what's what makes you happy and, yeah. and fulfilled, really. Um, but another one is a, a soloist, so they have to do everything themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, which I probably I fall into, um, but they they yeah they can't give up control of anything. They have to be doing all 
all the little pieces themselves. Right. Um, uh, the other one is uh, the experts, which is what I mentioned at the beginning, where yeah. um, they're already an expert in their field, but even if they've been in it like decades, they know what they don't know. And yeah. There's always other experts, so they actually feel more of an imposter. Um, and the last one is the kind of um, natural genius. So right. someone that's naturally been good at something. Um, so quite often happens with uh, academics at school when they're right. naturally very bright, very talented. If, if something doesn't come to them easily, they immediately right. feel like an imposter because yeah. it, it, they're, not, they're not used to the struggle. They're right. not used to trying to do anything. It just they've naturally understood or whatever and then suddenly they don't and they feel like, oh, I shouldn't be here. Yeah, and you've got to be so. really careful about the language that you personally use. Because that can be a reflection of imposter syndrome, yeah. just that you haven't identified as that. Yes. So um, we saw it in the events industry mm. where our competitors created a narrative about the industry mm. to support their lack of business. Yes, yeah. Right? They would yeah, often the say, saturated. Yeah, or yeah, and the price points this, and there's the yeah, and like loads of excuses. Yeah, and. We we very rarely pay too much attention to any of our competition. Mm. Um, and, and when you see people tearing down their competition, that's another way of, of mitigating imposter syndrome. Yeah. By making themselves feel better by tearing down the others. Yeah. It's a yeah. It's a very negative. It's it's a negative feeling that can create some very negative behaviours that keep you very limited. But it, and it's also so common. Um, studies suggest that seventy percent of us suffer with with imposter syndrome. So it's. It's not something you're alone in at all. It's it's something that we all have to a certain degree. Well, that's the crazy thing about any business venture, though, isn't it? You are, it's completely contrary to a lot of what at our core we feel we should be doing. So, going, like we've talked about how uh, not in this episode but previous ones about how we're fundamentally tribal. Yeah, that's part of it as well. Yeah, right. that imposter syndrome makes you feel like you're. You, you could put yourself on the edge or even... But that's exactly what you are doing, yeah. right? You are, you, you are basically stepping away from the tribe mm -hmm. and creating an independence or raising... And, and saying, okay, this I'm going to do something different to everybody else. Yeah. And just the act of that in, in of itself could potentially exclude you from the tribe. Mm -hmm. And that's more terrifying than ever because of social media yeah. um, and, and people's this we've all seen people just be piling on on just critic being critical on a celebrity or and it, they don't even have to be a celebrity they can just literally be some poor sod that's in the wrong place at the wrong time yeah. and they fit the the right place to target and then suddenly they're ruined yeah and um, it's the tabloid media on steroids that's what yeah, social yeah, media yeah, really yeah, is definitely, right definitely um so the the three kind of ways that you can help yourself through Im imposter syndrome right. is to first just be aware of it and acknowledge it you know if, if you if you feel like you've got your kind of hackles up like we've mentioned with with a couple of people that dismissed us initially or we thought they had dismissed us initially yeah um in our say it business that immediately was imposter syndrome yeah you know that was immediately us thinking oh our, our product's not right we're not good enough we didn't pitch right or yeah. you know um or the the competition's better or, or whatever it is and and you, you and you might take a moment to feel that we're all human um, and you'll definitely feel it yeah. you're not immune to feeling no, it absolutely not but it's about recognizing that and recognizing it for what it is and kind of taking a breath and then kind of unpacking that and yeah see, and, and then looking through the true feedback and seeing seeing what you can learn from it seeing what you yeah. can take that um whatever has happened and 
as you said, measure um, and then and learn from it and maybe Im- improve something if you need to or just yeah. move on. Well, you can't control how you feel. No. You can control how you act. Yes. Right? So it's, like you, you will, you absolutely, like we definitely felt like that imposter syndrome and that yeah. sting of whatever yeah. it is. We've had that on a number of occasions, God, on countless occasions in business in general, right? Yeah. But, um, but you can choose how you act off the back of that and the problem is I think sometimes is people think that people don't feel these things because they act in a fashion that suggests they don't but they've just chosen not to act in a fashion that supports the behaviour you've got to keep going I mean it's it's like we we talked to Siam Kid didn't we on episode 39 29 29 29. yeah I know it goes quick (laughs) it does Um, and and he he gets a lot of um, you know uh, hate online hate stuff um, trolls and things uh, thrown at him and he said it absolutely still stings, but he, he refuses to give any of it more than like 10 minutes of his time, even yeah. like the worst ones, because there's no way he would still be doing what he's doing if he yeah. listened to any of it. No. And, no. and he could quite easily fall prey to imposter syndrome because in his world, in the, in the finance um, world where he's uh, talking about trading and things like that, you know, there's quite a few sharks in that world yeah. and he gets tarnished with the same brush quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, so it would be very easy for him to listen to that feedback and go oh, maybe I am one of them or yeah I mean he's a I mean we know him personally as a really good friend yeah. and he, he is a great example of somebody that had maintains control and thought over his behavior so mm-hmm. he's 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 not someone that is just blown in the wind with the next like yeah like, oh someone's done this so I'm going to do that he's just He's learned, like he used to be a bit yeah. more, but yeah. he's learned that, no, 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 I'm not going to allow that to happen. Yes. And, and you, we all have to have that. Yeah, well, there's no happy place in allowing it to happen. You, know, doesn't, no. you don't get anywhere. It doesn't make you feel any better. So just the, the best way to deal with it is to just kind of move on and, and prove people wrong in a way. If, yeah, and, you, and you, it's that having that image of, okay, what kind of person do I need to be? Or what kind of person would it be that can navigate or deal with those blows mm. and then just do the work to make yourself that person yes. right it's like we're all malleable we're not we're not finished formed and done like, yeah. it doesn't matter what age you are we can we can all still continue to grow and change yeah so. yeah absolutely um the next one along along with that is kind of practice to build up your confidence so um so this is if you maybe if you do have an idea for a service or um, you're just moving into the world of, of coaching or something. If you've come right. out of, of um, like maybe corporate employment and this is kind of quite a big leap for you um, and you don't want to go out there with, with some big high ticket product because you've not really tested that before, right. um, then then try it on a few people. You know, find a couple of people like we have. We, we yeah. say it again. Um, I mean, that's product testing, so it's necessary anyway. But we wanted to know what people thought. and oh, We were quite open and honest with them yeah. as well. We would literally go to, if we had an, a solution for a particular industry, yeah. let's say it, we would, I would literally pick up the phone to somebody who had a reasonably good profile in that industry and I'd say, look, this is our idea for your industry. Tell me if it's stupid or not. Yeah. And, and I had no ego about no. it. And because I approached them in that way, yeah. they were like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> and well, they were the, quite the... honest about it, but really polite and kind about yeah. it, right? Well, the first version of um, our service for the care homes, which we call Connected Care, mm-hmm. so Connected Care 1.0, if you like, yeah. 
is different to what it is now, which is yeah. 3.0. And that's yeah. just through communications with the care home saying, you know, how would this work? And they're like, well, it would be great if it could just do this. Yeah. So we'd like build that in. But you can do that with, with yourself to a point. If you mm. if you are a, a coach or if you're, um, you know, something that's like one, um, like your talent, like, I don't know, a dressmaker or yeah. something where it's, it's very much you, uh, photographer or whatever that is, you can still very much take those feedback loops and don't, Take it personally. Take it constructively. How it's meant. Yes. Um. And then um. And build on that. And then that gives you your your confidence to then start pushing out there and start either in, like increasing your prices or doing more marketing or whatever it is. And yeah. so building kind of as we've said on previous podcasts, bit by bit, consistently, um, consecutively, um, will will really help with that imposter syndrome. Well, I think you. I think what helps is if you and it's taken us a few years to work this one out. Um, it's taken us a lot of years to work this one out. It's about choosing to be a scholar of your craft. Mm -hmm. So most people would, uh, most people when they've got a product or service, they think they're going to invent the next whatever widget it is and then everyone's going to love it. But the reality is most of us would just like for somebody to be wholly focused on solving whatever the problem is and take the necessary iterations and changes to create a solution to that problem, right? So it's what Apple does. If you look at Apple iPhones, for example, all they're doing is they're saying, look, we're going to be the the scholars of this craft. We're going to just constantly listen to feedback and and constantly hone this device to make it perfect for you. Like that's, that's our commitment. So as consumers, we're all like, well, we know they got our backs. Like for that issue, that challenge, that problem, we know those guys are just dedicated to solving that problem. Yeah. Whereas I know for us, back in the earlier days in business, we were like, how do we create the perfect widget that everybody's going to love? Yeah. And then just make, and if they don't, if they don't love it off, off day one, that's, that's because they don't understand it because this is the perfect widget for them. Yeah, and, yeah. and we would try and kind of force it down people's throats. Like, yeah. you've got to, t- this is the thing and all this kind of stuff. And then unsurprisingly, you get this, like, it doesn't even move or yeah. people are disinterested and everything else. So as long as you're prepared to learn and be that expert in that particular field, that also helps the enjoyment of the journey as well. Well, and also understanding you're not for everyone. Um, yeah. Like I, I, I know a couple that had a, um, were having a problem in their relationship and they had um, quite a high level um, relationship coach. But mm. things were still just not working for them at all. It wasn't making it any better. If anything, it was making the husband worse in, in the whole situation. And they changed coaches and, and now they're they're really close and it's worked really well for them. Yeah. But that's not to say that the first coach wasn't any good. Yeah, it just didn't fit. work. It wasn't a good fit. So, yeah. um, you know, don't if you if you you're going out there and something doesn't quite work you know it, it could be that you do need to approach change your approach or it might just be that those aren't your customers they're yeah. not your fit and you need to be targeting somewhere else it doesn't mean that you suck <laughs> no exactly and that's that's the reason why a lot of people quit early yeah, because exactly. you immediately because of imposter syndrome you the immediate assumption is well i suck at this and that's the end exactly, of it yeah. but it's being in business and and delivering a product or service is is just a commitment to learn and grow over time and just be patient and you'll get there but you have to you have to say you have to say to yourself right I'm going to commit a year to this or five years to this or whatever it is and then only once I've got to the end of properly working and committing to this will I then make at the end of that time will I then make a judgment as to whether it's been a worthwhile exercise or not yeah so we 
And I think it's a laziness thing as well. I think mm. a lot of us want, we say, oh, if it's not done by January the 31st, yeah. then okay, I'm done. It's, it's an like, excuse. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, well, really? Does that really, if you haven't got a viral piece of content that meant you had all of this by that date and you're saying it's not worth it, really? Well, that, that's what's happened with me with, with um, all these kind of very high-flying Co- uh, not coaches, but again, like business thought leaders, like the Grant Cardone, so they're like, you know, 10 times this and, and eight figures this and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, that's great for some people and it might work for some people, but to me, it just made me feel pants, to be honest. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, oh, I haven't got this awesome, massive success, so what's the point? Yeah, you but they're, <laughs> they're really interesting in themselves in that if you watch the message and then you watch how they act, right? So a lot of those, like, kind of, you can make a load of money just by following my system piece, like sales visit, just spend five grand yeah, on my exactly. course or whatever yeah. it is, right? You think, well, okay, that's, they, they've obviously understand what the secret is. But, and, and there is a way to go from zero to like billionaire in 12 months, right? So, but if you actually look at what they do, what they do is every day <laughs> they step up and they, <laughs> They push a particular narrative and a message about their product or service, and they do all the work from morning till night. They're mm. on all social media channels, they're across all their business activities, and they're working their butts off from morning till yeah. night. Uh, not just for a week, not just for 12 months, but for years. Yeah. And that's the truth of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they might be selling the widget to make, like, or you go, oh, this is a shortcut. I just buy this, I'll go to here. It's like, no, watch their behavior. Their behavior is, and that's why I'm, I, I am quite critical a lot of this, the kind of magic bullet yeah, type courses because I don't think, I, th- I think they're a bit definitely. of a con. And right? you end up with people but, that just buy course after course after course. Uh, who what, never do what anything. What they call them, course junkies. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they, and they don't thousands. do anything. Yeah, because, largely because they're paralyzed by it all. They've yeah. got this massive influx of information from all these different sources they suffer with imposter syndrome because they've got all these people going look this is how i did it i did yeah. it really easily yeah and then they they feel bad about themselves and then they buy the next course and yeah. you just end up in this cycle and it, it's it's a dangerous place to be I think. it is but see I, i'm very torn about the, all of those gurus in that i absolutely respect the the discipline and the work that mm. they've put in over years and years i'm like you guys absolutely deserve the mm-hmm. following and the success that you've got because you are stepping up way more than a vast majority of people ever yeah. do, right? You deserve yeah. all of that acclaim because every day and every week you're you're there. Yeah. I just don't like the product. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't like the thing you're pushing. Yeah. But in terms of the the discipline side, it's, it's awe-inspiring. Yeah. Because um, we know we're getting a tiny glimpse into what it takes to because we have three different activities, right? The, pod, the daily podcast, which... A lot of podcasters turn around and go, oh, that's a bit much. You should only do them like once or twice a week. So we understand what that's, all the social media stuff goes, and the two businesses yeah. we're involved in. We, I've got a slight glimpse into what it's like for yeah. that. But well, and we're on a reduced team at the moment as well. Oh, massively of, reduced, yeah. Virus. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard work. But again, having faith. Yeah. Um, that it will come good in the end that you're, and that you're doing it for the right reasons yeah. is what will kind of keep you going. And, and that's the last point, actually, is that let it go, let go of it being about you. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a James Webmore um, uh, like keynote speech on, um, on imposter syndrome, and um, he's got quite an interesting take on it, actually, that imposter syndrome is actually quite selfish. 
right. because you're you're making it about you and how you feel about stuff and yeah. and how and your ego you know what people think of you um and yeah it's very very much you whereas if you concentrate on who you're serving yeah who your product is for who your service is for what you want to do to help them yeah it all goes away because yeah. it becomes all about them and i thought that was actually a really interesting way of looking at it yeah it is yeah. it well it, it also gives you the fuel to continue to keep working yeah yeah. When you're not being this, when people turn around and go, you're working quite hard right now, or you're doing this, or you're doing that. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 it's for... It's for yeah. them, and I really believe in it. I mean, that's yeah. why people like Tony Robbins. I mean, he's a billionaire. He yeah. does not need to be working as hard yeah. as he does. But uh, I, I heard something a, a little while ago that when he did his um, last book release, whatever book that was, um, he did something like 265 interviews in a week. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I couldn't even do the maths on that when I was trying to work out like how he even fit that in. And you know, he does not need to do that. If anything, yeah. the book would probably have done all right just as it yeah, was. Yeah, because he's cultivated over years and years. <laughs> exactly. Of, uh, but he really believes in what he does and wants to get it out to as many people. And I think that's the, that's the case for lots of very successful people is they genuinely believe in what they do and that they've got a message to share. And, they well, and to, to share serve. It. Yeah, exactly. It's that yeah. there is definitely, there's a, there's, a, there's a underlying sense of purpose yeah. that you feel, like genuinely feel when you create a product or service and you are serving some a community or, or a group of people, whatever. It's, it, there is, it's very rewarding. Yeah. And I think people that are used to being employed yeah. uh, and just being in, in a job that they don't like and they have a boss that they've got a, who tells them what to do all day, that's, it's not familiar. It's not, yeah. uh, it's not a familiar feeling. But when you're yeah. in business, you definitely feel it. Because right? I really felt that with Smiley Booth when we, um, when we, we stepped away from the front line and we were just wholly franchising. Yeah. I, I found that, and, I, and, and to a small degree, I've never really got it back. Um, the, the, the main, oh, I suppose it shifted because the purpose became the kind of the franchisees. But um, when we were doing it ourselves, I found it easier to connect with what we were doing because mm. we would go to an event either in the early days when we were literally doing it ourselves or when we had staff and we'd kind of go around and check everyone was all right on when we had like multiple events out. And just to see the delight yeah. on people and the big queue to get into the, the booth and yeah. people running around with their photos, that was like just that wow moment for me that I'm doing something that really gives people joy. Yeah. Um, and when we franchised, I lost that a little bit because I, I didn't get to see that anymore. Yeah, well, if anything, it flipped because yeah. all we then got was problems. Yes. In, in that yes. we, not meaning that our franchisees are problematic, meaning that franchisees generally don't come to you unless they've got a problem. Yeah. So you become a problem solver, but yeah, the well, magic. Well, also we of, were we were tech support, so of course they're going to come with, with problems. Yeah, but, um, and that's the foundations of the relationship. But yeah, that, but yeah, you're right. You you go from uh, having all these highs every yes. week to yeah, now you're just problem solving. Yeah, week. exactly. And I heard Sarah Blakely say the same thing actually that when she was um, CEO first time because she was CEO and then she stepped away and brought in a CEO and then she went back to being CEO. Um, and when she came back in the second time, she changed the way everything was because the first time she got burnt out because she was only ever firefighting. Right. And she'd only be dealing with the, the big problems that had made their way up to her. And so she only she didn't see any of the nice nice stuff as to why she got in business and the creative stuff. Yeah. She just saw the problems. Um, so, yeah, I think... Um, I forgot where we were with that. Not making it about you. Making it about your your customer and who, who you're serving and um, it, it will help with the imposter syndrome. Yeah, I mean, I used to, I can't remember who it was that said it, but someone said about falling in love with your customer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, to be honest, I didn't really understand that. I haven't, uh, I didn't understand that for years, but 
as time's gone on with Smiley Booth and with Say It, mm. it's it's really kind of come to the front. It's yeah. Like, I get it because you get a really clear vision as to who they are. Yeah. And what what they need. Yeah. And you and you actively do stuff to kind of support them. Yeah. Right. So. And and it's not like I said earlier about this kind of end goal of the the money or the success or the status or whatever it is that you're aiming for because you know the entrepreneur's journey is not like this no, God, you know, no. It, it's like this so yeah. money comes and goes success comes and go businesses come and go yeah. and you need that kind of um that pull all the way through which is the reason that you're doing it and it doesn't have to be this big lofty reason smiley booth wasn't it was no. just making people happy yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day people really enjoyed what we did and it gave people those moments of joy which was enough yeah agreed. so there you go <laughs> episode hope that helps yeah that's episode 40 42 42 have a good day all. bye